Hello and welcome to another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling, and I'll be with you for the next 20 or 25 minutes to chat about another interesting topic in the multifamily real estate investing world. And today we're going to talk about the passive advantage. What we mean by that is the advantage of investing passively in real estate. So let's dive in. One of the things that's interesting about our podcasts that we get to have every week that I really enjoy is where our topics come from. Sometimes there'll be something I maybe think is really valuable or important and, and that'll be the, uh, the focus for the week. Most of the time, and this week's a great example, the topics come from you folks. Uh, somebody will send me an email or schedule a call and we'll hop on the phone. And as we're chatting, there'll be a specific area that they're interested in exploring. And I'll make a few notes. And then at the end of the week, when the team sits down and says, okay, what do we want to talk about this week? We'll go through that list and we usually pick something off that list. And that's how we came up with this week's topic around passive investing. So what we mean by passive, just let's get on the same page from a definition standpoint. What we mean by passive investing, so this is a tax definition, not necessarily a definition of how engaged an investor is, uh, but how it's treated from a tax standpoint. So passive investors are investors that invest as a limited partner, as someone who has uh, limited exposure in terms of their responsibility to the project and their financial exposure. And in part because of that, the tax treatment they receive is of a passive nature, meaning that the income they earn that's taxable is taxed and the losses they experience are restricted to being able to offset other passive income. Now, as we Say whenever we talk about anything tax, talk to your own CPA, make sure you understand how your particular situation works. I'm speaking in gross generalities here. As compared to an active investor, so an active investor is someone who has full exposure. So you go out, you buy a piece of property yourself, you manage it or you hire someone to manage it, but you are the owner of that property. You are an active investor then. So you get the same income that you would have received otherwise. You get the same uh, tax treatment on income, but your losses now can potentially be used to offset losses, uh, pardon me, income from other places in your financial life. And so there could be some benefits to that. So those are the differences, right? That's active and that's passive. So what's the advantage of being a passive investor? Well, there's four in particular that we talked about uh, this week, as I said, with, the, uh, with the, the family that gave me a call and said, hey, we've got some questions. Which, by the way, just another quick aside, if you have questions, if you'd like to have a chat, I'm more than happy to do that. You can email me, pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. Or you can swing by the website and take a look at some great material we have there. Again, marlpolling.com. Uh, and there's some links there where you can schedule time directly on my calendar. And I'd be more than happy to chat with you about whatever you are interested in learning more about. So the four items that came up when we were chatting uh, earlier this week, I said, with the family that I spoke with. Uh, the first was uh, time commitment. 
this particular uh, individual uh, was interested in getting into real estate. I want to start investing. And he was trying to decide if he should make an investment in an investment like the Mara Polling Total Return Fund, a passive investment, or if he should go out and buy himself a duplex. And we've talked all about the issues around scale and all sorts of other things that make those different. We're not talking about that today. We simply want to talk about the structure of it from a tax standpoint, right? So active potentially has some advantages that you don't get with passive, right? You can use those losses elsewhere. But one of the issues is the price of admission, if you're going to be an active investor, is it takes a lot of time. So one of the cases for being a passive investor is you can be as involved as much or as little as you want. If you'd like to be really engaged, you can, but you're not the one that has to go out and find tenants to replace tenants that are vacating. You don't have to deal with hot water heaters that don't work or leaky roofs or any of the other things that happen to real estate properties. You simply sit back and allow a professional firm like us to take care of those items and you still get your check on a regular basis. You still get lots of tax advantages uh, and um, you don't have to worry about the time and energy that's involved in that. Now, you can be more involved if you want in a passive investment, right? Especially with the way that we work with folks. Uh, you can dig into all the reporting. You can engage on a regular basis. I have uh, several wonderful clients that once a month give me a phone call and we hop on the phone and have a great chat about what's going on. Uh, and that's great. We love doing that. And we have other clients who spend less time with us. So there's a range that you can work with uh, from that standpoint. So as you're thinking about investing in real estate, if you have the time to do this and are excited about doing it, then active should be on your list. That should be one of the things you would consider being an active investor. If you're busy doing lots and lots of other things in your life, whether it's family or work or um, uh, charity or community or whatever else might be going on in your life, and those are all competing for your time, then passive may be the better fit. That's one of the advantages to passive. The next is returns. And uh, returns really can be, um, they might be a little higher, they might be a little lower, or they might be the same. And that's true whether you're looking at it from the active side towards passive or passive towards active. Um, returns are gonna be what the returns are gonna be on an investment. Uh, you're gonna see uh, cash flow, you're gonna see uh, equity growth. And again, we're not talking about the differences between being able to invest at scale, like if you invested in the Mar Polling Total Return Fund, you're invested in multiple 100, 200, 300 unit properties in a portfolio as compared with going out and purchasing a fourplex with those same dollars that you'd use. There's a lot of differences in returns because of the scale and the types of assets that are involved. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the simple structure of active versus passive. If you're an active investor, uh, you're not only going to spend that time and energy, but you're going to uh, have to have help, right? You're going to have maybe a property management firm or uh, some uh, maintenance personnel that will help you 
uh, and the costs of those again aren't going to necessarily net out the same way they might on a larger property that you'd have ac access to with us um, so a passive investment uh, might return more than an active and an active might return more than passive they're not going to be substantially different such that one overwhelmingly is better than another so when you're looking at the return equation it's kind of a push from that standpoint so less time and energy to be a passive investor returns about the same regardless of which side of the fence you're on looking the other way next is the ability to build wealth a passive investor is in a position to be able to build wealth over a long period of time especially with investments again like our fund that are structured to run long term it's one investment up front or potentially additional investments over time but let's just say it's one investment up front um, x dollars goes in ten thousand fifty thousand a hundred thousand whatever the number is it goes in and then it grows it throws off cash and it grows and then a 1031 event occurs and it steps up and it throws off more cash and it continues to grow and then another 1031 and so on and so on and as as we said a few weeks ago when we did our uh, uh, 30 year plan uh, session and if you haven't listened to that one I'd, I'd encourage you to go back and find that um, when we said in, in that episode is you know with time on your side because time is really the valuable piece uh, you can build significant wealth uh, in real estate simply by putting an investment in place in a conservative secure stable environment and then letting it run and not not tinkering with it as an active investor you've got to do all that right again this kind of goes back to the time issue but there's also a ability to execute strategic kind of issue right so uh, as an active investor it's your challenge when it comes time to sell that asset in 1031 into a, a second generation asset and so on and so on uh, there may or may not be the ability to do that the timing may not work the access to deal flow uh, may not be there in order to make all that happen and it's not uncommon to find active investors that never sell their properties that simply hold on to them long term and in doing so they potentially leave significant amounts of return on the table because it's hard to go do these things again a firm like Mara Poling is built to do all this work right so we have a team we're in the process of concluding a 1031 as I speak to you uh, and that particular uh, activity is involving lots and lots of folks on our team lots of people that are very expert and experienced at doing that as an active investor you don't have that team around you to be able to do that so again that load gets heavier so less less work as a passive investor still the ability to be involved as much as you'd like but less work that you have to do returns that are pretty much on par one way or the other however you look at it a greater ability to build wealth over long periods of time as a passive investor uh, and then the final piece is estate planning and this is probably one of the ones that i think is most significant nobody likes talking about estate planning again a different client this week but <laughs> similar conversation we were chatting about uh he uh his uh estate plan his and his uh, wife's estate plan and uh, I commended them. I said, good for you that you have a plan and that you have 
uh, all the documents in place and that you've really got your act together from that standpoint. Now, whatever someone's estate plan is, as far as we're concerned, obviously it doesn't matter. We think it's great though that people have estate plans, right? So whether you're leaving all your money to charity or your kids or your dog or whatever it might be that you're happen happening to do, having a plan we think is a, a very valuable uh, part of your financial life. And when you put that plan together with your attorney and your CPA, addressing how your investments will be treated for tax purposes is really important. That step up in basis, that potential act that will wipe out potentially all the deferred tax liability. And again, you hear me throwing some caveats in there because you need to talk to your CPA and your own attorney about how that might work specifically for your situation. But that step up in basis is amazing in terms of what it can do for you and for your heirs in terms of minimizing or potentially eliminating a significant amount of tax exposure that exists. It's very difficult to do that. You can do that on the active side. It's just really difficult. And it's difficult for a number of reasons. One, if you've built a portfolio as an active investor, you've got multiple properties. You need to make sure they're all titled correctly and you've got to manage them all with that in mind. In addition to managing the 1031s and all the other pieces that go with it, and this just adds to the workload. Again, an investment with Mara Poling or someone like Mara Poling, and this may sound like we're just pitching, uh, come work with us. Obviously, we'd love to have you come work with us. Uh, but everything I'm saying about Mara Polling is true for other syndicators that have funds, right? And this is a conversation you should have with any firm that you're talking about or thinking about investing with, is talk to them about these items so that you can understand how their particular investment vehicle would work in regards to, uh, to these items that we're talking about today. So when you uh, invest with someone like us uh, from an estate planning standpoint and you title the asset correctly, when that day finally comes, whenever that is, whether it's a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, or 10 years from now, or hopefully a lot longer for all of you, uh, whenever that is that that occurs, uh, the transition is very smooth. The assets that you're invested in continue to earn, the checks keep coming, there's absolutely nothing that changes about the nature of the investment. You get some different tax treatment, as I said, that step up in basis, and then the family has time to decide what they wanna do with that investment. Do they wanna keep the money invested here? Do they wanna move the money somewhere else? Do they wanna start taking distributions? Do they wanna leave the distributions reinvested? There's all sorts of decisions they can make, but they've got time to do them. If you are an active investor and that day comes, and let's say that you've done all the hard work to put a estate plan in place and you've titled everything correctly, and good for you if you've done that. And many of you that are active investors have done that. So again, we commend you for that. When that happens, somebody, somebody that's here is then gonna have to deal with the fact that the day you passed away was the day that a tenant moved out and you were in the middle of finding a new tenant or the day that the roofer was supposed to go out and deal with a leaky roof or a week later, a tenant skips on you and owes you a month's rent. Somebody's got to suddenly jump in and deal with that. And I can't think of a worse time in anyone's life to have to deal with 
business issues like this than when you're grieving for the loss of a loved one. So it's very common, and this was a conversation I also had this week. So we had three of these this week that all kind of tied in, hence the uh, interest in having this as today's topic. Uh, with an individual who uh, she and her husband own properties as active investors, and they are looking to the future and have made a decision that it's time to begin the transition from active to passive. And so it's not an either or thing, right? It's not like you're an active investor or you're passive and never, never the two shall meet. Um, lots of active investors have passive investments. Lots of folks that are primarily passive have maybe an uh, individual active investment that they manage. This particular couple is now beginning the process of moving from their active portfolio to a passive portfolio uh, and doing so primarily because of the wealth building and estate planning components that I just talked about so that when that day eventually comes, and these, these folks are not um, they're not on death's door, right? So these are people that are just planning for the future. They're looking ahead saying, hey, 15, 20 years from now, this event most likely occurs. Let's start getting ourselves in a position to deal with that. And let's not spend as much time managing properties and so on. Let's, let's enjoy uh, life a little bit. So the advantages that you can have as a passive investor are gonna be uh, taking less of your time so if you've got a full life, as most, if not all of you do, right? There might be a few of you that are uh, wonderfully retired and uh, on the golf course uh, today listening to this. For those of you that are super busy and have lots going on in your life, uh, passive can take burden off of you so that you can enjoy being invested in real estate without having the burden of having to do, um, having to do the heavy lifting. Uh, very comparable returns, passive to active. Uh, you can make the argument that passive is better uh, because of scale and all the other things we've talked about. Uh, but just purely from a, um, a structural standpoint, passive and active, you're not going to see a difference on the return side. The ability to build wealth by easily executing things like 1031s and so on, uh, that's very specifically a vehicle that we've built in our products. Uh, and then finally, uh, integrating this kind of investment into your estate plan so that you can achieve the goals you want in terms of uh, how you want to leave your wealth that you have created uh, to your family, to your friends, to your community, to your, uh, to your place of worship, whatever it might happen to be. If you want to learn more about passive investing, and I'm not saying this from a, you know, let's have a conversation so you can write us a check and invest. Obviously, we love it when folks do that, but that's not what th this is about. If you'd like to learn more about passive investing, if there's something I mentioned that uh, struck a nerve and you're like, that sounds interesting, but I don't know that I fully understand it or I don't know how that would apply to my situation, uh, shoot me an email, go on the website, get on my calendar. Let's find some time where we can chat. I'd be more than happy to help you understand passive investing a little bit, uh, little bit better. Uh, and arm you with the tools necessary so that when you do talk to your CPA or your attorney or other members of your advisory team, uh, you'll know what you need to know to be able to ask them the questions that you'll want to ask so that you can decide uh, that next investment you make, 
that's going to be in multifamily real estate because you, you're confident multifamily is a good place to invest. Am I going to make a passive investment or an active investment? How do I want to structure it? And there is a right answer for you for each one of those. It's going to be different for every one of you that are uh, listening to us. Uh, but it's something that we want to help you make the best decision that you can on. So again, that's pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. And you can also swing by the website. And like I said, there's some links there where you can get on my calendar. I hope this has been valuable and that you've uh, enjoyed this week's session. Please uh, click subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming material. And join us again next week for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. <music>